Welcome to High Performance Mindset with Dr. Sindra Kampoff. Do you want to reach your full potential? Live a life of passion? Go after your dreams? Each week, we bring you strategies and interviews to help you ignite your mindset. Let's bring on Sindra. Welcome, high performers. This is your host, Sindra Kampoff, and I'm excited that you're joining me today for the High Performance Mindset. Today's episode is sponsored by Worldwide Access Solutions Incorporated, a 24-7 clear advantage, a call center providing inbound and outbound services, and a licensed life and health insurance agency. You can visit them at wasi.com. I am super stoked today to provide an interview for you with Dr. Angus Mugford. Now, Dr. Mugford is a super stud in my profession of sport and performance psychology, and it's an honor that he is on the high-performance mindset. Today, he's going to be talking about how to train the high-performance mindset. And Dr. Mugford is the director of the IMG Institute, which is part of the IMG Academy. It is an elite training facility in Florida, and he leads the mental training division at IMG, which is a staff of eight consultants who work with athletes, corporate leaders, and U.S. military participants. Now, Dr. Mugford's resume is very impressive. He has worked with multiple NCAA Division I programs, athletes from the WTA, the ATP Tours, the NFL, the NBA, and the MOB. He's regularly at the NFL Combine working with his athletes, And this is the most impressive to me. He has worked with two number one NFL draft picks. So many first rounders that he can't even count. And he's worked with a number one WTA pro. And again, too many tennis Grand Slam finalists that he can't even count. Clearly, Dr. Mugford is a stud and we can learn a lot from him. He was recently, just a few months ago, elected as a new president of the Association for Applied Sports Psychology, which is the leading professional organization for applied sports psychology consultants in the world. He is our new president. He will take office in September. You know what I love about Dr. Angus's interview is how he talks about how he is a performer and how that was really an aha moment that he realized that he could use the skills that we talk about on High Performance Mindset to improve his own performance. He also talks about getting out of your comfort zone and the importance of that. And there's so many important tips and strategies that he provides that I know will help you in sport, business, and in life. So without further ado, let's bring on Dr. Mugford. I'm really excited to welcome Angus Mugford today to the podcast. And uh, Angus, can you just kind of start us off and tell us tell us a little bit about your passion and what, what you do? Awesome. Thanks. Well, first and foremost, thanks for inviting me to be on here. And always great to reconnect with you and, and the great work that you're doing out there. Um, for me, my passion is really fueled by, I think much like you, it's, it's about helping people get better. Specifically here at IMG, our mission is to help people excel by training what we call a high-performance mindset. And never a day goes by where I, I, I don't think back to, um, as a kid, being fascinated with the fact that sometimes the the best players, and, and I always loved sports, but, but somehow the, the best players didn't always win. 
Um, and so it was much more about people being at their best when the best was was needed and, and seeing that difference. And, and that just is, a, is something that burns for me all the time and, and uh, that these things and skills that are appropriate in sport are actually applicable to life and, and we perform in so many different ways. So, so that's, uh, that's what I'm really passionate about. Excellent. Angus, it sounds like your um, philosophy of high performance is very similar to mine. So, you know, when you get an opportunity to work with so many different successful performers in general. And tell us what you see is the differentiation. You know, when do, what do you see is like the difference between those who are successful and do well and those that don't? Sure. Um, I think certainly you have to acknowledge like success looks very different, right? That, that, uh, we all come in different sizes, shapes, colors, personalities, and all sorts. But something that we've really learned here and seen a lot in, in high performance is something we actually we, we developed into a model we call a high performance mindset, like I mentioned. And, and there's three main kinds of things that we see across the board. And the first one is that high performers grow, that they simply, they're hungry to get better. They look at all opportunities they can to learn and improve and, and get better. Um, the second is that high performers love to perform. They love to compete. They, they rally to that occasion and they're, they're focused and confident um, and that they, they really love to compete. The third, though, is an interesting one because we also see that, um, that high performers lead. Now, it might not be as a, as a captain or, or something in that kind of formal nature, but they are a positive influence on people around them. Um, and those three elements are, are, are really pretty consistent across the board when we're talking about the, the very best. There's a lot of good performers and good athletes out there, um, but but those are the things we see in the truly great, great uh, performers. Angus, I love that. So number one, they grow, so they're hungry, and they're always interested in, in getting better. They love to perform is the second one, and then number three, they, they lead in various different ways. Absolutely, yeah. Excellent. So, Angus, tell us, uh, let's kind of focus the attention a little bit on yourself as a high performer, which might be, you know, different than what you typically talk about. But we know the best learn from their failures. They see it as a learning opportunity. So tell us about a time that you failed and what you learned from it. Sure thing. Well, thank you for, for the compliment. And uh, this is a, a tough one because I've never failed, Syndra. Um, <laughs> nice. No. Uh, clearly, you know, we have failures every day. So this was, but this was a, a tough one to think about. And, um, you know, honestly, I think one of, you know, one of my roles that, that I, that I love that I'm passionate about is also as a, as a leader and mentor of, of other, um, sports psych or mental, mental coaches. And one of the toughest things for me is, you know, a couple of years ago that I, I, in a new venture role, that I, you know, I, I got disconnected a little bit from my team, and um, and I think one of the key things I really learned out of that was was making assumptions about um, about how others think and feel, and and um, you know, having good intentions but not communicating um, my assumptions, and I, and I think being on an island a little bit and then um and then much later realizing that the you know where those miscommunications had, had really just set us apart so um i came across a book that someone recommended to me and i actually saw this as one of your um 
old favorites too but a book called the four agreements yeah and the four agreements the the first two were, were steadfast part of my philosophy anyway which is number one is always do your best um and number two being being impeccable with your heart uh, with your word and that's uh, not an easy thing but um but those two were, were were really kind of central to to the way i think and and try to to live my life every day but the third and fourth were really interesting and challenging and the third was um don't take things personally yeah and then fourth is don't make assumptions and what i found really helpful about that is that um we have to make assumptions all all the time but um but the key part is acknowledging what they are and then sharing those with others um and that was powerful in terms of making sure i was keeping myself in check and and then making sure that i was communicating that and and understanding what others assumptions are as well you know angus thank you so much for being real you know i think it's hard to think about and uh, just describe what you think is you know a personal failure but what i heard from that is it got you back to the four agreements, which I agree are so incredible to live by. So if any if any listener hasn't checked out that that book, they should, you know, but you learn something from it and you're you're a better person today because of it. I'm always trying. Always trying. Yeah. Oh, aren't we all right? <laughs> um, so let's lift it and uh, let's talk a little bit about success um, in your career. How about you paint a picture of, kind of the best moment in your career and why it was so awesome? You know, in thinking about this, there are there are so many um, little moments um, in terms, especially you know, I think a lot about the my my team and and uh, the staff we have here, are unbelievable, and just whether it's personal celebrations of you know people having kids or, or milestones and, and things that they are doing and impacting our students here. Um, but if I think of one like powerful um, occasion for me, early, fairly early in my career, it was it was watching one of our students here, Kei Nishikuri, um, at uh, the U.S. Open. You know, and he'd had a, a lot of injuries and a you know a long you know, road with, with different things, different challenges. But um, he was playing against the number three uh, on the ATP tour, so number three in the world, David Ferrer, uh, in uh, at Arthur, not Arthur Ashe Stadium, sorry, Louis Armstrong Stadium at the US Open in New York. It was a late night match. Um, and I'd, I'd gone up to New York to help support our, uh, uh, some of our student athletes from the academy. And it was, it was just one of those sporting occasions that was, I think everyone in that stadium will remember. Um, five sets down, or five sets, and Kay had won the first two and lost the second uh, two. And David Ferrer is known for um, being able to grind and compete and, and as a champion in his own right. Uh, Kay at this point was very early on in his career and um, was, was kind of like a dream for, for many of the uh, for him, for many of the people around him, and um, seeing the, the fans from Japan just going crazy and the atmosphere in the stadium, I believe. Don't think it finished till maybe midnight or one in the morning. Um, and and Kay ended up being victorious, and and the uh, and it was just a very very special moment. Thankfully, I'm you know, very thankful to have had a lot of, of different highlights and things, but that one was certainly uh, very special. 
Wow, Angus. You know what I love about that is, you know, that the, the best moment in your career wasn't you. It was about an athlete that you worked with. Yeah, well, and I think that for for people in our professional, I think that that's always the way, or often the way that it's it's having an impact and supporting other people uh, to do great things, and and um, you know, and I think that that's it's important to recognize where your rewards are and and um, and what what fulfills you for sure. Absolutely. Um, so tell us about an aha moment that you've had in your career, perhaps, you know, working with a high performer or just an aha moment you've had personally. The previous one was focusing on others. I think for me that my aha moment actually came um, realizing that, that I'm a performer. Um, yeah. I was very fortunate to get the opportunity to, to intern here back in 2003. And at that point, I was a doctoral student at the University of Kansas and loved you know applied sports psychology and and um you know all the the wonderful things that come with that but but i came here to to work throughout the summer and i think it's 10 weeks and um very challenging very hard but but uh huge learning curve a lot of supervision and big sessions where again probably lot, lots of failures um <laughs> hundred student athletes you know in the you know in a room who are glad to be in air conditioning in the Florida summer and um, maybe probably want to go to sleep more than they want to hear me talk about the the mental game um, but I it was there that I really realized that um, being mentally prepared you know being confident um, mentally rehearsing what I was going to do setting goals you know dealing with adversity all of those factors that I was talking about um, I had to really live and um, when I was really executing the mental skills I was talking about um, I grew so much and and so I again now becoming more of a mentor and a leader in the field it's one of the things I actually enjoy the most is seeing these young practitioners go through similar uh, similar learning curve where they really understand what it is to be a performer and to um, to develop mastery in, in some of those skills themselves and how that impacts others. It's, it's really um, huge. Absolutely. And when, when we're in the, this profession, if we don't perform and yeah. we don't act confident or we're, you know, really nervous, it makes it really hard to deliver a, a message that is effective. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, we believe that if your dreams don't scare you, Angus, they aren't big enough. <laughs> so tell us about a dream that you have personally that, that scares you. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I go back and forth with with goal setting and I do think it is one of the most challenging things in um in applied sports psychology and I, and I, and it's very personal so for me in a lot of respects I don't I don't set many big goals I really focus on like we said with the four agreements you know um always always doing my best at, at every moment and so I've really I'm very process driven um mm -hmm. and I've always found that great things happen um, as a byproduct of, of doing that. But certainly, um, you know, WMEIMG is, is, is about being big, you know, and it's about doing big things. And, um, and so that, to me, right now, in the place where I'm at and uh, uh, developing a, a new institute for our external 
uh, consulting platform. That that's big, and that is a little bit scary because you're talking about the very best in in um, sport and entertainment, and the resources of being with a huge corporation like this um, is an amazing opportunity. So uh, it's important to think big and then um, live up to that. Uh, on the other the side of that, though, I think uh, outside you know, being a professional as being a dad. And so I'm a dad of a, a two-year-old and a six-week-old. Um, and I think as any parent knows, that's that's scary, <laughs> but in, uh, in the best possible way. So, you know, I'm I'm excited to, to give my all and, and, um, and, and follow that journey. So excited. Absolutely. Uh, Angus, tell us a little bit more about what you have going on at IMG and what you're developing there as far as the external entity sure yeah so we you know over the last you know 30 years of developing our program with with young and elite professional athletes and coaches here at the academy we've really recognized these things i mentioned it a couple of times already but this high performance mindset um and the way that we teach and focus on developing mental skills not just um seeing you know that whether they're there or not you know it's it's about recognizing them but but developing it and so more and more we've been um asked by people whether it's in the special operations military community corporations um medicine coaches corporate executives people all over um to to help share some of the lessons uh, we've learned in sport and apply them to performance and so we're we're you know putting our resources where I'm where our mouth is and, and actually focusing some some time and energy into helping people in other performance domains and, and outside to to share our lessons and, and help coach people in that area so um, we're excited to be at a point now where we're launching um, our website and our platform to be available for um, for workshops for consulting for um, uh, our book coming out shortly too, um, and uh, uh, making a bigger impact. Sounds like exciting stuff over there. Um, so, Angus, one of the things I sent you was the top ten traits of high performers. Yeah. And you can get this um, on my website, CinderaCampoff.com. Tell us about which of those exhibit, which which of those traits that you think that you exhibit the most. Sure. And yeah, again, tough. That wonderful. 10 um, and very, uh, very challenging and, and things that you kind of grapple with uh, every day. But um, at first I thought, you know, grit standed out and I know that was was the number one. But I actually think that that number eight, you know, number eight, that they consciously practice authenticity daily. I think of all of all of the things on there, I think. I think that's really what I, I try to do. Um, and much like we've already said with, uh, you know, with the four agreements, that idea of being impeccable with your word and, and always doing your best, I really try to make that part of the daily routine. Um, and again, maybe an indication of, of how process-driven I am, <laughs> you know, in terms of just being authentic and, and consciously um, you know, undergoing each interaction I have with people or with each project or each moment and things that I'm working on. You know, Angus, that's one of the things that I can see in you as well. You know, every interaction I've had with you, you've been real in yourself. And um, I think people gravitate towards that energy 
when people are honest and, you know, they don't try to be somebody that they're not. Yeah, it's, it's um, I think in a world of distractions and, and hurry up and, and different things we have, it's, it's sometimes a hard thing to do, but um, but certainly it's, it, it works for me. And, um, I, you know, I think that's each of these blocks that you've kind of put together and presented like that. You can see how, how important they are in the bigger picture. Yeah, and which one of those ten would you say? Gosh, you know, I'm still I'm still working on that one because we're all a work in progress, right? Yeah, you know, it, it's it was actually quite easy <laughs> to see because I think it was the uh, being comfortable with the uncomfortable, um, and it's it's a cliche, something that we we talk about all the time. But but by definition, you know, mental toughness or or being uncomfortable or out of your comfort zone means that it's not very nice. You know, it, it's a struggle. <laughs> so. Um, you know, I, I think for me that that's absolutely one of the the, the harder parts, and, and something that I try to um, push myself and and then just be comfortable with with that. Excellent. And what's one or two things that you do to kind of mentally stay at your best, Angus? Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, mindfulness has has obviously become a really topical thing. Um, uh, in the scientific community, and I think it's becoming more um, popular um, in, in the really world, probably because of the way we are connected to technology all the time. Um, and you, you know, you see people walking down the street, and they've got their heads in their phone or um, something. So I really try to practice mindfulness daily. It doesn't, uh, for me, it's actually not about dedicating. Um, 10 minutes of my day to meditation, which I thought I should do and, and try to do. Um, so instead, I actually try to, to be mindful and use opportunities just in, in, in the day to be connected and present to now, um, whatever it is I'm, uh, that I'm doing. So I really try to carve out time where, um, whether it's I'm, I'm sitting or um, the shower or, or just little opportunities that I have to really be present and connected. Um, and on maybe a, one step beyond that too is that, that I really try to be deliberate and purposeful with um, with what I'm doing or what I'm I'm trying to do and, and have a plan for, for my day of what I want to achieve. But having said that, I'm always open to change. We're in a very dynamic environment here, and, and my schedule might look empty at the beginning of the day, but it is is chock full um, by the end. So, you know, I, I like to have a plan, but have the flexibility and freedom to adapt and, and change at any given moment. Angus, we're going to go next into the speed round. And so what I'd like you to do is just think of the first thing that comes to your mind. Sure thing. So if you, if you could recommend one book for the audience, um, what would it be and why would you choose that book? Well, I wish I could show you my library here because I literally have hundreds and hundreds of books. So this is I've a really it. tough one. Um, but the uh, I think an easy read for a lot of people I recommend uh, is The Little Book of Talent by Dan Coyle. I think um, he talks about uh, struggle makes you smart and just really practical, small things that you can do any given day to um, to, to be better, and especially as a learner and, and um, uh, improving. So uh, that would be my one recommendation. And what's one word that people describe you? 
you would have to ask them, Sindra. That's not for me to say. Um, I, it's uh, maybe boring, but um, thoughtful. I think would be a word. I, I guess I am a, a thinker, and so, um, and I try to be thoughtful and deliberate. So I would say thoughtful. And what's the best advice you've ever received? You know, uh, fairly easy. I think my mom. Um, maybe gave me the best advice. I don't know if she really realized that it was advice at the time, but she said to, you know, in terms of a career or, or working, um, to make sure that it's something that you love to do. Um, you spend so much of your time, you know, if you were to add up the hours and years of your life at the end of the day, uh, working um, to make sure it was something you enjoyed doing. And, and I'm very grateful um, that things have worked out the way that they have, but that always steered me not knowing exactly where uh, my studies and things would take me um, but I'm extremely grateful for that and is there a success quote that you live by or that you know you think applies to you or that could apply to us one that always seems to to come come back and um, was shared by one of my old mentors Trevor Moad um, there's actually a John Maxwell quote is that um, change is inevitable, growth is optional. And so I think it's never more appropriate than now, but, but that's life. You know, we, we are always in a changing environment, and whether that's personally or, or in our work world or wherever, um, we're always going to encounter change, but, you know, we, we choose how we look at it, and that, that growth is optional, and we have to figure it out. And is there any advice that you would give to those listeners who are seeking high performance and, you know, reaching their potential? I think that, uh, you know, Carol Dweck's work and, and, you know, the growth mindset and coachability, it's, it's part of the reason for our high performance mindset, too, that, that coachability is the first thing. This idea of, of growing is, is key. And I think people are hungry for that um, you know that that's that's the first step right there, and then being able to engage that hunger and coachability with with coaches, mentors, resources that will help you do that. Um, you know, and that's not always easy because there's a lot of things out in the marketplace, and it's very easy to want to try and do a thousand um, things all at once. Um, so really challenging people to go. Um, you know, rather than, you know, the, the inch deep, a thousand miles wide, you know, go uh, the other way and go a thousand miles deep, you know, and, and focus that energy on how you want to improve and get better. Yeah. And when you're working with a high performer, how might you encourage them to do that, Angus? Um, a great question. I think the uh, I think it's really understanding big picture. You know, what what where do they want to be or what what? What is it that they want to improve and then to, to really develop their awareness about um, and ownership, you know, over where they want to go and then help engage them with, with the right resources and a, and a game plan of, of how to get there. Angus, you have given us so many gems. I'm writing up on my piece of paper over here, and uh, the things that stood out to me were the four agreements and encouraging the listeners to go to that book if they haven't read it again or um, just to revisit those four agreements. I, I loved what you said about the three traits of high performers that, that you guys you know really emphasize over there. And then I loved your quote about change is inevitable, growth is optional. I thought there were so many gems that you provided us. So thank you so much for 
taking the time to connect with us today. Uh, no problem, my pleasure. They were great questions and, and challenging and thoughtful, so I'm sure I'm fascinated to hear uh, some of the other responses and thoughts you get. Awesome. Thank you, Angus. All right. Thank you, Sindra. Thank you for listening to High Performance Mindset. Are you signed up for Sindra's weekly email with free mental tools and strategies for high performance? Why the heck not? Text Mentally Strong, all one word, to 22828 or visit syndracampoff.com.